on a June night in 1980, Friday the 13th, 12 of her friends were murdered. Why should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. Furnace podcast with my guests. This is kind of really awesome because I never thought I'd actually be talking to you like this since I grew up on movies that you were in. Warrington Gillette, hey, mostly known, mostly known as Sackhead Jason in one of my top three favorite Friday the 13th of the franchise, Friday 13th Part 2. I will also mention that you were in Time Walker, which I haven't seen in a million years, but I have to revisit it because I love old movies like that. And um, Penny Dreadful in 2005, and you have something going on that we will definitely get into called Bloody Social Nightmare in Palm Beach, which I find super interesting. So enough of that. What's up, my man? And it was a pleasure to meet you in person a couple of weeks back at the Expo Center in Philly. That's right. At Monster Mania. Monster Mania at the first expo at the first one at the Expo Center. And I gotta tell you, it's probably the best, the best one I've ever been to. Really? In terms of support, uh, incredible fan, depth of fans, and incredible generosity. I covered a wide range of supporters, fans, friends, from children to a U.S. Marshal. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you had a long-ass line, man. I was online for you for a long time. It was great. Wow, and then I, I was kind of laughing to a friend, and I said, okay, so the U.S. Marshal steps up. He had about five items signed, which, you know, that, that's pretty substantial. Sure. A, a lot of stuff. Then he participated in the photo op, and then he wanted to get the hell choked out of him. <laughs> so he's grabbed hold of my wrist. I got him by the throat, uh-huh. picking him off the ground. And then I said to a buddy of mine, I said, now, what incident can you describe where you could get paid to choke the hell out of a U.S. Marshal? Right. 
You can't. It's the only place you can do that. I'm telling you, you <laughs> grab a U.S. Marshal, you you put your life at risk. Yeah, man. It's so funny. I see, because I go to cons all the time, and it's so funny how it's like, listen, a movie's a movie, and you're not in costume, like, obviously, unless you're doing a pro photo op, but... I see it all the time. People just being choked just because you played Jason and you or whoever else. It's like, it's such a silly thing, but it's awesome. And that's one of the reasons why I love comedy. I mean, well, the men step up. They want you to choke the hell out of their wife. <laughs> yes. And they're standing there watching. Yeah, because they can't. So they get it. They're grabbing a hold of you saying harder, harder. Yeah. Harder. They live vicariously through you because they can't get away with that shit. So if, I, if, if the person wants a photo op, I'm flattered they want a photo op. So I'm, I'm very gracious about it. Yeah. So we had a, a special effects guy out in Vegas, uh, Tom Devlin, whatever. So he's made a pretty quick uh, changeover so we could, you know, expeditiously put on a Jason look. Fine. I'm going to make some beautiful backdrops so it looks better. A beautiful floor. So you really think you're at Crystal Lake. Right. But... I consistently say to the customer, so what do you want to do? You just want to stand here and have a nice picture with Jason, or you want something very confrontational? And I'm right. Yeah, they you go, need something like that. <laughs> yeah, come after me, man. Oh, and I said, no acting now. I'm co- I'm coming after you. <laughs> That's and, I, and they like hold my arm. It's like, no, seriously. I'm ch- I'm going to come after you. Is that how you're going to hold it? No, grab it. Like like literally, grab yeah. it. Like yeah. they're trying to get me off. And then they're like, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's so cool. So it's, it's been fun, what I got to tell you. And and people were at Monster Mania. Yeah. I mean, there had been a minimum 50 to, to do a photo op. Sure. Yeah, man. And I'm going to make a big effort. I'm going to make a big effort to make it better and better so that a fan gets more bang for the buck. Sure. 100%, man. And you're not like yeah. an expensive person either. Like some people, you know, like 100 bucks, 120. You're not like expensive, which is awesome too. And I, I've noticed that. I've met a lot of Friday the 13th alumni. And all of, for some reason, all of you, minus Kane Hodder, I don't care, I'll say it, are all like reasonably priced, man. It's, it's, it's... It's good. Hey, look, we're selling fun. So, you know, 100%. why don't you be uh, grateful that somebody even wants to come uh, have an autograph and be gracious and thankful. And, you yeah. know, you're selling them some fun. They're collecting things. So that's fun to collect. And we're talking 40, bro. Part two came out 40 years ago this year. Well, I'm only 40 some years old, so I don't right. know. Your mathematics is wrong. That's <laughs> crazy. Listen, I'm 46. So actually, no, I'm not. I'm 45. You see? The, the, my, my brain's going. I'm 45. But, dude, you, you don't, you, you look like, like you're like, I don't know, maybe 47. Hey, I got in something <laughs> today. This guy, like, I'm going down the, the avenue or whatever, and he goes, ah, man. You're looking great. He goes, uh, I just hope when I'm your age, I dress like you. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. I said, what are you talking about? My age. Like, uh, my age. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. People say what they say. I yeah. I, I go with it. Of course. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy we met at Monster Mania. Sure. And uh, 
I'm happy you got a moment with me tonight on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like, listen, I I do these, I do this thing. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I don't, I've been doing it for almost four years. I speak to people that I either grew up watching. I talk to a lot of musicians that I like their bands, you know, stuff like that. I speak to whoever wants to speak to me that I would like to speak to. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't pigeonhole myself. I do a lot of horror stuff and I do a lot of band stuff mostly, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely would just, just because you're Jason from part two. And like I said before, it's one of my favorite in the franchise. Um, that's right. So, the first Jason to kill. So, well, the first Jason kill would be in part two, well, obviously the Jason to kill. Is well, well, technically, it would be Adrian King with the ice. Well, that, that she's not a Jason, so you're <laughs> indicating that she had a kill before. Well, Jason. she got killed by Jason with the ice pick. That's right. So Jason of in the brand of all the Jasons, not having anything to do with Adrian King, right, or uh, or Mommy Dearest, right. You know, uh, you know, it's the first of, of all the Jasons. It's the first uh, role of Jason to kill. Correct. Correct. And you know what drives Kane Otter crazy <laughs> is that my big scene through the window got an Academy Award as the I, best scene ever made in horror. That's amazing, dude. What are the odds of that? So here this guy stomping around, stomping around. Okay. Breathing, breathing all heavy. <laughs> oh, I know. I've got his gloves on and he's walking stiff. And, you know, yeah. uh, he got his tattoo in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I got the Academy Awards, the best scene ever made in horror. That's crazy. That's so Sorry, awesome. Kane. Sorry, Kane. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, CJ. Guys, CJ got his ass chained at the bottom of a pool and they're bringing oxygen down there to him. Sorry, CJ. Right. (laughs) CJ's awesome, though. What a great dude. I love that guy. Yeah, I couldn't be nicer. Yeah, couldn't be nicer. And I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Fox 6, so I can't shit on him. He's a a great guy. I'm happy to be in the uh, fraternity. 100%, man. They're all great. They're all nice to me. Every one of them. Yeah. Um, do you remember, because I recently had on, speaking of Academy Awards, I, had, I recently had John Caglione Jr. on the podcast, and he wound up winning an Academy Award for his makeup effects in Dick Tracy. And he also did Keith Ledger's Joker makeup, but he was an assistant effects makeup guy on part two. That's how I found out about him. What's his name? John Caglione Jr. Oh, man, I don't re- remember him, but, you know. And he was like an assistant. He was like, that was like way in the beginning of his career. And he wound up winning. He's the guy, he's nominated. I think it comes out in like February or something. It's like the ninth, like, lifetime achievement awards for like effects makeup and shit. He started yeah, out on the, part the principal guy was Carl Fullerton. And he was a protege of Dick Smith, who was yeah, the godfather of correct. special effects. He was the pictures in the... Peter Brocky book and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, we're all looking young. I mean, I can't believe yeah. it. Carl Fullerton look young. Yeah, man. And also John Caglione also is a protege of Dick Smith. And he tells the whole story how he writes a letter 
to Fangoria Magazine, no, to the Linda Blair fan club to get in touch with Dick Smith because Dick Smith did The Exorcist and like forgets about it. Like two weeks later, he's outside. His mother calls him from the window. It's like, John, Dick Smith is on the phone. And he like, and next thing you know, he's working on Saturday Night Live doing Dan Aykroyd's Coneheads makeup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy story. I think it's fantastic. And uh, these guys got in the, uh, involved in the beginning of a brand. Yeah. They'd run uh, to the success of Friday 13th. It's shocking because the beginning was the foundation of the whole damn thing. Of course. And then it got kind of kooky as it went on. I mean, oh, on. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. One through six, I'm all in. Five yeah. is, you know, because it's not real. Jason, whatever. I like them all just because it's nostalgic for me and all that stuff. From like the first one to the fourth one is a good cohesive story. And then of course, come on, Jason's going to space and, That's and he's going to Hollywood. A while, I was looking at nine the other night, and all these. Oh, it's kids, brutal! It's brutal to watch. Chicks are running around screaming, and they're just getting whacked left and right. Yeah. God. Yeah, it, it definitely jumped the shock a long time ago. God, and the Jason wasn't even looking that scary. What, no, what, no. what was that all about? I don't know. Kane Hodder just stomping around, breathing all heavy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. Just whacking kids. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, that's why it's like you, like, like I said, from especially from two to four are like my favorites and I'm a big fan of six too because it's fun and whatever. But two is creepy shit, man. Like there's certain shit that was filmed. It's just like just the way it was shot. And of course the sack head and well, you, know, you know, it's very elementary also because it was the beginning and it was modeled after the this serial killer in Texas, the town that dreaded sundown, yep. where the serial killer was running around with a potato sack on his head. Yeah. So hello, that, that's where they got that page out of that book. Sure. What they didn't know was all of a sudden now we're in a room with Carl Fullerton and they're going, oh, let's just make, see how ugly we can make it. Yeah. Oh. Then they send me to a dentist and they say, come up with the worst concoction of dental problems that anybody could have. Yeah. And it's so like a prison riot in your mouth. <laughs> you know, it was a disaster in your mouth and it threw yeah. your jaw out of line. So if you want to intentionally throw your jaw out of line for long periods of time, you're training yourself to be out of line. There you go. That's hilarious. With one eye closed. Yeah. So now your jaw is all messed up and your eye is closed. Yeah. So you have no depth perception. No. That's what you, hey, listen these, are, listen, these are the sacrifices you make to win that Academy Award. That's right, man. Best scene ever made in a horror film. Thank you, and thank you, Muffin. You got to be grateful to your Muffin. Oh, Muffin. God. Because, <laughs> you know, when the Muffin is organized correctly, that Muffin just sets you up for the kill. Correct. And muffin. that Muffin's got to be coordinated and groomed right. And, yeah. And, and you got to train your Muffin right. Correct. You have to put a nice little bow on. You have to put a nice little bow on your muffin. And then that muffin comes out. Then you're calm when you look at the muffin. And then yeah. bang. Right. And <laughs> he comes shooting through. That muffin unleashes. Holy hell. <laughs> Goddamn right it does. Oh, well, I wonder what ever happened to muffin. Muffin's long gone. 
Yeah, I don't know, old muffin. <laughs> these, these muffins, man, they come and go, huh? They do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. But hey, we drink a toast of having a good muffin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Lordy. Shit. I better make a t-shirt. Jason loves his muffin. You should. Why? You know, if you made that, you would, you would, they, they would sell like hotcakes at conventions. Yeah. Guaranteed. You know, the interesting is they don't, the studios don't care what you do at a convention. Right. It's almost like you have carte blanche to do whatever the hell you want. They don't care. Right. But if you should take that to Target, you know, oh. where they're currently selling the film and you want Target to order 100,000 shirts, you better have a license agreement. Of course. Yeah, you can't be selling Friday 13th muffin t-shirts. <laughs> I got the muffin. Hey. But they would sell, man. If you made them, I guarantee they'd sell. That's, I'm, I'm going to do it because I created a really cool Andy Warhol graphic style shirt of Jason's face. Very cool. I'll show you uh, yeah. on the broadcast. Sure. So it's like my Warhol Jason face. Nice. That's all. And awesome. then I could do that maybe with muffin. <laughs> why not why not hey yeah, but now that the lawsuit is uh they've made a settlement sean cunningham has tried to settle with uh, victor miller and the other parties yeah. so yeah. i think now uh, warner brothers is in a position to work out a deal if you wanted to come to them like me like and say hey i want a licensing arrangement to be able to make some jason shirts sure I mean, I mean, obviously, as a fan, we're we're we're, we're so long overdue. I mean, the last one was what two thousand and nine, but it was like the reboot or whatever. But we you need know, it's a good nine year layoff. Yeah, man, of course. And and at this point, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out for a second. Jason had the biggest friggin' kill count ever. I don't know with all these Halloween movies, man. All little Mikey is creeping up on you. Well, that's good. So that's time to get the thing going again and go back to the beginning. Try to make it scary. Hell yeah. How many times are you going to tell the same story? Right. Yeah, you can't. You get, It's got to be. It could be such a dark, brutal, good. Uh, I don't know who would make it or whatever, but it could be. There's so much potential there that. It's just uh, just settle all of the nonsense, get your money, do whatever, and just make another movie. Because you know, if it's a good movie, people are going to come out in droves. Everyone's going to make money anyway. The, the Halloween thing grossed $80 million out of the gate. I was there. Of course. I saw Of course. It's cr- out of there the gate. Go. All right. So then maybe they'll get it together and make another one. And I'll call them and find out what the details would be to get a license to do some shirts because now they've resolved the pending litigation. Now they're in a position to do a deal. Right. Where before, you know, you couldn't. Right. It would be, I mean, a lot of people asking me, well, where do I get that shirt? Yeah. Some some neon colors. Yeah. Where can they, can they hit you up? Huh? Can they hit you up and buy one of those shirts? Uh, Well, no, because I don't really have them, but I'm, I can make them. Yeah, of course you can. We can make them, sell them online, sell them eBay. Yeah. Maybe make do yourself- a, a whole collection of, 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 I don't really know what they are, but these NFTs. 
I'm not sure what they are either, but everyone's all in on them, man. All in on it. Yeah. And while we're talking about it, I got to show you my uh, my uh, Andy Warhol. Yeah, let me see it. And which, by the way, he came with me. He was my personal guest to the premiere. That's pretty cool, huh? But to the premiere of part two? Yeah. Really? No shit. I didn't know that. You see, kids. Oh, yeah. And I only had more sense when he asked me if I wanted an acrylic on canvas of Jason. I should have said, yeah, hell yeah. You're goddamn right. Now, look at this, baby. You want to see something cool? I do, of course. Ah, oh, see, that's awesome. So it's a Man. little bit of a Warhol spin. Yeah, make sure. The sack head there. Yeah. Cool, huh? Yeah, make shirts, man. I'll buy one. I got it. Cool, huh? Yeah. Black t shirt. (laughs) Yeah, man. Make them. They'll sell like crazy. That's awesome, too. You made that with a nice little paint marker. Yeah, that's cool, huh? Yeah, of course it's cool. Make them. I'll buy them right now. I could do the red and kind of red crystals. Yeah. And you hit a price point, 20, 30 bucks for the shirt. That's it. All right. Why All right. Not? So that we successfully worked that out. I'll go to Warner Brothers and ask them. <laughs> go go. Hit, hit up Warner Brothers. Why not? What? Listen, I asked you to be on the podcast. You said, okay, and here you are. You can, you can, you know, hit up somebody at Warner Brothers and exit for T-shirts. Next thing you know, you're out. They're in charge of the merchandising of the brand. Right. So they might say yes, just like you said yes to me. All you got to do is ask. Then you got to ask, how much? Give right. bad news. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Because they're going to want a piece. You know that. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. It's, it's insane. Like, like I ask this to, to several people, like, you know, of from the Friday 13th franchise. I mean, you couldn't have known, but at that point when you were filming that movie, had you had any idea that 40 years later you'd be flipping generations with people coming to meet you? No, of course not, right? No, because uh, you didn't even know. And uh, when I got the script, it was just written Jason on the script. So I I wasn't even thinking, oh, this is Friday 13th part two. I just got the script of Jason. And they wanted me to play somebody else that John Fury rolled. But then oh, okay. they wanted him instead of me. So then they said, okay, can you do the stunts? Yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, if I was pretty young, right, I, how could I have even been? I could have been a great athlete. Yeah, I've been that my whole life. So was I an accredited stunt guy at my age back then? Probably not. Yeah, right. <laughs> a good enough athlete to do what needed to be done. Sure. Anyway. So you do the film. Well, you forgot about it. You don't talk about it. Right. You don't talk about it for years. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Good Morning America uh, rallied us to all be interviewed in a story like, well, where are all the Jasons today? Oh, shit. So CJ was the most current one. So they lined us all up with CJ Graham. So this must have been around 86 time frame. And I got the tape. That would be fun to play on your podcast. If you could send me that file, I would play it. Yeah, let I, mean, me look. I got the file. Let me track that down, get it in a format for you. That would be yeah. fun. And you could say, hey, I, I have a really funny Good Morning America with a bunch of the Jasons all. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, man, send it to me. I'll If you send it to me, email it to me, and I'll, I'll take care of that. That's 100%. That'd be fun. Anyway, so... Um, 
yeah, you forgot about it. And then you started to get shocked that the thing was still going. So you miss several of the sequels and you get on with your life. You try to do other things. You go, oh my God, that thing is still going. Big time. Everybody's shocked by the time they got to seven. What? Yeah, this really. That damn thing is still going. And oh. going and going and still going. I mean, I was I just saying, it's like we're all overdue for another Friday the 13th. Can't it's you 2021. Say, oh my God, that guy is still going. Kill him. Kill his ass. Yeah. So here comes Freddy. Oh yeah, let's call Freddy and Freddy versus Jason. Right. And it's a stale, it ends in a stalemate. So that's open-ended as well. Everything is just can just go. Oh, by around. the way, there was a recent uh uh screw up with uh, Robert England had people in line six, seven hours to get his autograph, and then he got tired and just walked away. Oh shit. They stood in line six, seven hours to get to Freddy, and then he leaves. Shit. I know. Um, yeah, that's know. yeah, that's fucked up. He's like he's a he's every time I never met him, but I've seen him a million times at conventions, and he's his line is always wrapped around the Beyond block. Comprehension. Yeah, wrapped around the friggin' block. Yeah, I know. Well, he was uh, he was I guess in Orlando, Spooky Empire. I don't know. Yeah, I'm hearing reports now. But anyway, that's the that's the Freddy versus Jason update. And right. who won? Who won? Who wins? Nobody. Still, we have great pictures, though, with Freddie and Jason on the same thing. If people love to collect it, get both parties to sign it. Michael yeah. Myers and Jason. Yeah, 100%, man. I'm a Jason guy. I've always been a Jason guy. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on, man. It's the best. All right, my man. So. Yeah, now, listen. Yes, sir. You are doing, and I first, honestly, I first found out about it when I met you a couple of weeks ago. You are currently getting a movie off the ground, your own creation, correct? Right. Bloody Social. Correct. A Nightmare in Palm Beach. Correct. Now, you briefly over Messenger, Instagram or whatever, kind of told me about a little bit what it's about, what it's loosely based on. So now I'm going to shut up. And I'm going to let you have the floor and explain to people, because I, I don't want to speak for you when it comes to this, um, what this is, what spawned it, and what's going on. Because there's a super heavy meaning behind it, which is insanely unfortunate and sad, but then you could, put, you could turn it into something positive, I think. That's right. The floor is yours. Well, you know, that, that's the story of the journey of your life. And life is not easy. I don't care who you are. There are going to be speed bumps in the road. 100%. Hopefully you can overcome the speed bumps. Hopefully you can uh, make them into a, a learning process and be stronger as a result of the speed bump. Maybe that could be inspiration for you to do something big uh, uh, and then always reflect back, oh, this happened to me and then that inspired me to do the following, whatever it is you're going to create. So in this particular instant, uh, yes, the name of the movie is Bloody Social. The website is bloodysocialmovie.com. And it is a story 
of murder, justice, and revenge in America's richest, most arrogant, racist, anti-Semitic town. So what was the inspiration to create this story? Okay. Uh, For those of you that have lost a parent, then you know that's one of the most earth-shattering days of your life. Unfortunately, I get the call that my father had lunch and drops dead on Friday the 13th. What year, Friday the 13th? I uh, was back in the uh, in the early 2000s. Okay. Okay. Early 2000s. So, of course, then I'm shocked. I examined the circumstantial evidence in the wake of his death. I parlayed my suspicions into a nightmare thriller. Okay. okay. And this will be, this is, a nightmare thriller loosely based on the mysterious and sudden death of Jason's father in real life. Jason will be on a mission of revenge, restitution, payback for the wrongful death of the father. This is a page out of Shakespeare's Hamlet book. Right, right. Okay, Hamlet was on a mission of the revenge and death of the father. And then if you look, what is the foundation of the brand of Friday 13th? Within that comp, within that storyline, Jason's obviously getting revenge of the death of the mother. And yep. just about everything I sign, there are two things people want me to sign. One, it says, die, bitch, die. Uh-huh. Run, bitch, run. Uh-huh. Or, quote, quote, dear so-and-so, I kill for mommy. Right. I think you wrote kill bitches or something. I kill bitches or something die like that bitches. online. So, die bitches. So why don't why can't, tell, yeah. <laughs> why can't I tell a great story of revenge of the death of the father and who right. who caused it? And in this specific case, the wife. So now all of a sudden we've introduced a Black Widow story. That's why Black Widow is on the graphic. Yes. Yeah. And you know, the the, the murder weapon is the oleander flower. Okay. So if I made an oleander cocktail, you put it into a champagne or something, you give something to somebody to drink, they go into immediate cardiac arrest and die. Huh. And then you look at the body and go, what happened? What happened? What happened? Right. And, and they're not going to look, they're not going to automatically look for that shit. So in the case of my father, I don't know why, he's married to a steel heiress. She called over a priest for lunch. Why that controversial priest was there, I'll never know. And it's the three of them for lunch at their estate. In the movie, it's called Casa Oleander. Anyway, he gets the cocktail. By 2.30, he's dead. You know when she called 911 for the police? At 9.30 at night. She claims no she didn't know he was dead for six hours. No Meanwhile, they got, got a staff of 10 all walking around, so it's kind of obvious. Yeah. She then takes all of his money. She goes, disembarks on a, on a trip to Monte Carlo with her new Latin lover. They come back to town. He moves in the house. Huh. They sent me a box of pots and pans and told me to shove it in my ass. And guess what? My next phone call was to Richard Johnson at page six at the New York Post. He has an above-the-fold story. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Jason's going to get revenge over the death of, of his father. Here, look at this. This become headline story. National Enquirer, everywhere. The Globe 
There I am, Friday 13th star to get even with real life stepmother. There's the wow. There's his cat. This is oh. everywhere. Here's a picture of him. Here he is. Holy shit. There he is, my man. Wow. And then you notice on her hand, you see that $2 million diamond ring. Yeah, I see that thing. Wow. Yeah. And you see there a little champagne. So in the movie, he gets a what's called a Cure Royale, which is a little champagne cocktail. Huh. And that's what killed him. Wow. So here we're going to get Sharon Stone to play the Black Widow. That would be fucking amazing. Okay. I don't need to tell you the press has been staggering. IMDb. Disney wow. wrote a book called Madness Under the Royal Palms. All this is on the website. All this is on the website. Ten stories in the New York Post. Wow. And on and on. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Blood is thicker than money, man. Yep. <laughs> and I even designed an Xbox game. Oh, oh yeah. Holy shit. Yo, oh, you're yeah. <laughs> I got the Xbox game. This is what an Oleander looks like. Wow, you're prepared for class over here. <laughs> I'll kill you, man, if you get near that damn thing. Oh, yeah. More articles in the New York Post. Who, who could say they got a film in development? And had 10 stories in the New York Post. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Here's Jason. Jason. Jason's going gonna to absolutely get down here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's coming, man. He's coming. Wow. All right. So now what has to happen for this thing to get start getting filmed and go? And what do we need to do here? Well, let me give you a good tagline and then I'll tell you, okay? It's a Palm Beach nightmare, contemporary expose, where in this town, the blackest hearts, the beautiful blue waters of the Atlantic Ocean and the white sandy beaches are about to run blood red. Of course they are. <laughs> and this is all going to happen in Trump's backyard. Don't you think? Don't you think it's going to get covered? Of course it will. That's just a, oh, a reading ground. The head, of, the head of China comes here for lunch and is hanging out at Mar-a-Lago. You don't think China is looking at Palm Beach? Yeah, of course. You're a nightmare in Palm Beach. You don't think the whole world's going to look? I it's do. It's going to look like Ocean's Eleven. The conspirators are going to die. And Jason's going to be your sympathetic vigilante hero. So to answer your question... I'm trying to do it all myself, okay? I'm producing this. Right. So phase one, I want to put together phase one and package some people to the film that will make it financeable. Okay. Okay. So let's say I do a bridge loan, bring in some partners to say, okay, Warrington, I'm behind you. We want to own X percent, and we're going to give you a little jumpstart bridge loan early st a developmental stage budget. Uh, here's 200,000. We want X percent of this whole project. Right. And you pay us back out of the budget when you finally get your hands on the budget. Right. So go attach your director, go attach Sharon Stone, who, go attach whoever you think you want to have as the Black Widow. And then based on, on the people you've packaged for your project, you can then get the money for the budget. 
Sure. And based on some early indications of, of, of uh, importing this into movie magic and other, you know, line producers that have been working with me, our budget's in the target of $5 million. Okay. I believe we come out of the gate, this thing will gross a hundred. Okay. Like Halloween did out of the gate. Right. It dep- I mean, you get somebody like Sharon Stone, somebody like that, and just why not, man? It's it's five million nowadays is not a lot to ask for a movie. We have a controversial story. It's gonna be great. Yeah. We're gonna make it, we're gonna make it first class, but we're not making it. Right. I don't care. Yeah. My life will go on. I got a million other things I'm doing. I right. want to make it look fabulous, as good as I can, or I'm not doing it. Right. And I awesome. kind of feel bad. I, I appreciate some of these filmmakers put something together on the credit card. They make the movie, and then I see them at conventions, you know, showing it. They're doing everything they can. But, hey, God bless them, because in life, you got to do whatever you can do to get it done. Sure. So I, I respect them for that. Blair Witch... Blair Witch was like a $35,000 project in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. And these yeah. boys that put it together, they sold it to Artisan, Bill Block at Artisan, for like $350,000. Yeah. And how many won. millions and millions did that shit make? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That thing is grossed hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah. For Artisan. Crazy. Now, you know, I could take this project and sell it off. But to me, it would be more fun to see if I could make it. It would be really amazing if I could end up playing myself. That would be amazing. Of course it would. That'd and then you find some success that's based on, on a sudden mysterious death of your father. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be great. So, so it's Alfred Hitchcock meets Quentin Tarantino and Warrington, Jason and Palm beach. Yeah, it's, it, that, that's insane. <laughs> it's oh awesome. my god! And look at look at where the where the where the uh, the tone is in America. I don't know what you want to call it. It's awareness. You might call it wokeness. Right. But hey, it's a whole new chapter of being people being more fair towards others. Right. I don't care who you are. Right. Yeah. I, and that's really that's what this is about. Obviously, it's the little man against the big man, and we're going to slap the big society to right. slap the old man down. There you go. So why can't all the little people join forces and make this happen? There's no reason why not. Where can people go to support this thing besides bloodysocialmovie.com? Well, they'll have to go there, and then they send me uh, an email, warrington at bloodysocialmovie.com. They're going to have to email me that they're they have an indication of interest. Right. And then I'll respond back to them with a deck and, and with a budget. And then they're going to see, you know, a possibility to come in on some kind of a, of a request for some, uh, to buy part of the project in a, in a bridge note or whatever the offering is. Is there like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or anything like that? Up for I tried that for fun and crowdfunding is a little bit, I did something on Indiegogo and I tried to create an offering where people would throw money in and they would be given something of the value of the money that they threw in. Right. So if Jimmy threw me a hundred bucks, what am I giving you for the hundred bucks? I'd make sure you got a signed mask, a signed machete and a signed picture. 
Right. I'd make sure you got something for what you paid for. Sure. You cannot make an investment speculation on a crowdfunding thing like that. Right. Right. You'd have to enter into some kind of an agreement and it'd be very clear of what you're getting. Sure. A hundred percent. And then you would give that memorandum to your lawyer. He'd say, Hey, this is for accredited investors or you and 10 other people, 20 other people, you, you want to uh, provide this kind of a financing, then fine. You're going to end up with interest and, and 10%. You're going to own 10% of the deal, then fine. Right. You could take that kind of a crap shot. And if they never make the movie, you're out. Right. If they make the movie, you've hit. Right. Oof. That's what speculation is all about. Whether yeah. you're going to take five, 10 grand and buy a cryptocurrency. Yeah. And you're okay. going to speculate there. Sure. Or, or a biotech stock that might have a cure for Alzheimer. Right. Or a development stage movie and say, hey, I want to do everything I can to help Jason get this goddamn thing off the ground. Right. I'm loving revenge for daddy. I love it. Yeah, I think it's an awesome concept. I well, think let's it's make him let's make him get this together and make the goddamn movie. Yeah, let's make the goddamn movie. I would let's love make the movie. Yeah, and you could help me. We'll bring some partners in, and they could be in the goddamn movie, and we're gonna make it happen. Let's make it fucking happen. I'm gonna try my best to get it the fuck out there as much as I possibly can. We'll make it happen, man. We'll make it happen, man. It'll happen. It will definitely happen. I, hey, you know, I'm giving it my best shot and people have to respect the fact that my tenacity and I've been developing it. I've been developing it. It gets better every day. Yeah. Anyone that reads the script loves it. The script is getting better every day. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it, man. I, like I said before, I think it's a great concept and it definitely has potential. I, I just, even produce music. Here I'm down on Broadway in New York. I, I wrote three songs. They're on the goddamn website. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, you pointed to the yes. You you made sure to let me know that, and I went to the website, and I actually listened. That's fucking great, man. Yeah, it was insane. Anyway, it was fun. The music is kind of fun. One's, you know, a little rap, a little rock and roll. It, it's cool. It is. You can play the songs, have a laugh. Yeah, man. That's great. Do you mind, do you mind real quick, because we'll, we'll definitely touch on this before we wrap up. I don't want to hold you hostage for the entire night, but you mind if I just throw out my sponsors real quick? You throw out your sponsors. Oh, and I want to tell you what I'm doing also for the military. Cause I know a hundred percent. Cause when you're talking about the veterans and you're talking about the military, I am all in. Okay. All, all right. Real quick. Are you a coffee guy? Yeah, you are. All right. Well, it's funny that we spoke about Kane Hodder real quick, but I'll get to that in a second. One of the sponsors on the podcast is called Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled, D-E-A-D-S-L-E-D Coffee. Follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 20% off your order, and any order over $60 is free domestic shipping. They do all kinds of licensing stuff. Maybe they can get you in on a little coffee deal because they have an officially licensed Kane Hodder blend. They have a Robert Anglin blend. They do shit with Rob Zombie, Cypress Hill. 
Elvira. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And they're a small company, but they do really cool stuff. Kiss, the band Kiss, they have a, an, ex, an exclusive deal with them. They're awesome. Deadsledcoffee.com. That's one. Two, we're going local here. Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. They survived the pandemic. They're like the last record store on the block. Um, follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. If you cannot make it to the brick and mortar spot, go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com. You can order stuff online. They also have an eBay store. So support Generation Records. And last but definitely not least, New Republic Printing for screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. Follow them on Instagram at New Republic Printing. You go to newrepublicprinting.net. There's a drop-down menu. Any kind of brand t-shirt, hoodie, windbreaker, shorts, sweatpants, whatever you want something printed on, they can do it for you. The best part about them is, I don't even know how they stay in business, but there's no screen, there's no screen fees. There are no setup fees. And any order shipped to a commercial address is free UPS ground shipping. So you can get a thousand of those shirts that you're wearing, Warrington. And you can have a hundred boxes delivered to any commercial address. It doesn't cost you a nickel extra. New Republic Print. Send me the link on my my Instagram, which is Jason Two Warrington Gillette. Just send it over to me there. A hundred percent. They they've I've used them way before the podcast was even a thing. He's been in business for close to twenty years. The guy is unbelievable, and I never had an issue. You know, I know a lot about the coffee business and I've been going to Columbia a lot and I was going to start to bring home uh, the green beans and start to roast them. And I was going to create my own brand, Killer Cafe, Killer Cafe. Why not? But People I drink coffee, man. I can bring in the coffee. Sure, they could do something with me gladly. So make sure I see their link. Yeah. I'll be going back to Columbia soon. And so maybe I could. Uh, help them uh, source product. Dead and I know coffee. That you could be bringing in container loads of nice green bean coffee, uh, green beans, and there's no tariff coming from Colombia to the United States. Wow. Duty free. Nice. That's, that's a big deal if you brought in a container of your own beans. Sure. And they could deal with me in the jungle in Colombia, <laughs> and I get it from the jungle to the port to them. Right. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll send you this. Whatever, this. just an idea. Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram. They're always let on. Me the, let me give you the idea that I had on the military. Please. Yes. Okay. Um, I was making the promo for the last uh, Monster Mania thing that I did, right? The promo yep. film is on the most recent post on my Instagram page. Okay. I have a history of making promo films for wherever I go. Well, I was incensed with the whole screw up in Afghanistan that left 13 U.S. servicemen dead and women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shocking. Right. Shocking. Yeah. And so then I keep like, well, what can I do about this? What can I do about this? So I, I dedicated the promo to them. Right. All to the military. And then I had the flag. I gave a nice pitch and thanked them for their sacrifices for our freedom, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. And um, had some really compelling, fun music. And then the response was so big. And people, I, I must add 100 ex-military people come up to me at the table at Monster Mania. Yeah. 
So yeah. I post, I put a memo on the front of the Instagram page that I'm going to set up my own foundation called Jason Two for Vets. Awesome, awesome. And then we'll give away 100 of that to various foundations that we like, whether it's Tunnel for Towers or, or you know, whatever Wounded Warriors, whatever we see fit. Right. And I'm going to tell you something. Wouldn't that be something if Jason too could say, Hey, I raised a million dollars and gave it away to the vets. That'd be, that'd be great, man. You know, how many functions I go to charities benefits. Why shouldn't I have Jason too for vets? Why would, why should the people that come to the table and are so nice are vets? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. This is an idea. I could set the foundation up pretty, you know, whatever I could pay all that myself. And then we'll have a structure set up and then maybe that has its own website. Yeah. Jason two for vets. So we could all join together and help that. Why not? I mean, listen, the, I can get into a whole political thing about how they're not treated properly and all that yeah, stuff. So, I'm, so, I'm very sad about it. Yeah. And um, then I could almost even say, so when you come to my table and you buy a picture or you buy any memorabilia, We'll figure out a portion of that goes into Jason too for vets. Awesome. Awesome. Why shouldn't I? Right. Why? And, and, and it's, it's. And I, I love what Mark Wahlberg has done. And every time I see tunnel for towers and I see these ads, I practically cry. And yeah, I see man. What these guys, oh yeah, what they're going through and how they're, they're how they're finding value in their life. Considering yeah. the cards they got dealt. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking heavy. Anyway, so let's just do the best we can there. And so you test the water, you come back to me and say, hey, it's a good idea. And we'll, we'll rock on with uh, Jason two for vets. I think it's a great idea. All right. I, I I'd be the only, I'd clearly be the only Jason doing it. Right. And that's fine. That's all you need. That's fine. That's fine. And that's nice. Out of any money spent at the table, it'll be common knowledge. How much has to go to the vets? Fine. Right. No problem with me. Yeah. Not at all. I'll, and, I'll buy more shit from you because I know it's going there. Well, whatever. It's about us. It's about us doing everything we can. Right. And that would be very cool. If I get the movie off the ground, I'll have vets in the movie. There you go. Hey man, listen, I think you're doing, I think you're doing awesome stuff and I wish you nothing but All the right, best. brother. Well, you know, what can I say? Thank you for having me on. I have so, one more question for you though. Yes, sir. It goes to Friday the 13th too, because I have, I have all sorts of different answers and it's a random one. The shack that was built as Jason shack, right? Right. Yeah. Me and a friend of mine, Peter Anthony, he, he did the movie Bloodlines and Vengeance and yeah, Rose. I know him. I like him. He's very, I, I know who he is. And the man could not be nicer to me. Right. Um, well, he's a huge fan. I know. Yeah. He, he and a father would come to my table and, and just, just get everything they could get. Well, me and him sat out. Huge yes. guy. Yeah. Big dude. The mad Cuban. Um, yeah, he's strong. Yeah, he's a big dude. Me and him set out to, I know it's private property, quote unquote, now, but I know, well, we heard that right after production that 
they tore down that shack. Is that true? Ah, uh, come on, you have to remember, man. You jumped through the goddamn window. <laughs> yeah, but the window wasn't Jason's house. I know, but still, you're in the movie, and it's. it's I know. I think they demolished all that stuff up there. They developed the land. No, I don't know. Because, listen, we Google Earthed it, and we're looking at the land, and there's still a lot of open land there. Now, what my insane nerd brain says to me is, wherever this was, there's guarantee they didn't take... Because if you watch the movie, I'm not saying you, obviously, the people that are listening... If you look inside that shack and the whole structure, there has to be something. It's, it's going to be underneath 40 years of undergrowth or whatever, but something had to have been left behind. A pan, a pot, a, a friggin' a, a structural piece of wood, something, a piece of sheet metal. Something well, has to be. You go up there with your uh, little metal detector. Oh, you, oh you, don't, you don't think Peter Anthony already bought a metal detector? Because he bought yeah. one. Go up there and wave that around all the dirt. I want to find the actual footprint of where the shack was. All right. Well, that'd be cool. I've but had I, people come to me with dirt, I've had them come to me with water in a bottle <laughs> at a Crystal Lake. Yes. Well, and they sell that. Hat. Like, like there's a website you can buy Angry Mother Water or something it's called. And they come to me with paddles, with window frames. I got a guy going to bring all kind of craziness. My next con is, and I got to make the promo film Thursday night. And so we're going to do a little campfire situation. There you go. <laughs> and what do you think if I, if I put together a turkey and then Jason... Jumps out around the campsite, can't find any campers. Where are those campers? Where are those campers? Can't find them. And then he just has an axe in his hand. And he just chops up their turkey. And eats it. Well, whatever. He walks over, just chops the shit out of it. Got feathers and it's full of blood. Why not? <laughs> That'll be the promo for Days of the Dead. When it's is that? In two weeks, man. Oh, nice. That's Days awesome. of the Dead, Chicago. Nice. Go fly out there. A week from Thursday. So I got to make, tell you how I work. I got to create a promo. I'm going to keep it like a, a one to two minute promo. Sure. I got to produce this, make this, edit it, underscore it with music, graphic, titles, a credit to the military, a credit to the movie. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. And I got to deliver it. I got to make it Thursday <laughs> and deliver it Friday. You're busy. You're a busy guy. That's one day. Bing, bing. That's it. Nice. <laughs> Come on. And Listen. I'm giving it for this guy. Bill Phil put Days of the Dead. I mean, who else is doing that for him? Nobody. Nobody. Hey, in my time, my expense. Of course. Yeah. Listen, so next I give it to him Friday. That at least establishes the fact, oh, Gillette, he's giving us a promo film one week before their event. Right. All right. Who's better than you? So I guess now that you've heard, you've heard about it. Now you want to see the finished product. I do, and I'm sure I'll see it. We follow each other. I do that myself. Hair, makeup, feathers, (laughs) turkey, axe, blood. Feathers. (laughs) I was trying to pressurize the goddamn bird so that when you hit it with an axe, it'll explode. (laughs) It explodes. Pressurize it. Why not? Pressurize the bird. Hey, 
I'll tell you how you do it, and then and then uh, I'll let you rock on. But listen, I know what I'm talking about. You know those antique fire extinguishers? Yes. They have a circular thing on it. Yes. And you pump them up and pressurize them. Yeah. So you get an you get an old fire extinguisher, and then you put like red colored water in it, yeah. pressurize the hell out of it, run the hose through the turkey, yeah. and you need somebody there to release it. As I hit the bird. And there you go. You have an exploding turkey. That'll explode a whole a whole or spray in your face. <laughs> That'd be as great. Whack the bird. I want to see it. As you whack I the bird. How much time and effort I got put in for I'd rather make a really cool scene for Bloody Social. Put yes. my effort in that. There you go. Bloodysocialmovie.com. Let's put our effort and and make this movie happen. And I trust, trust me, the thing is going to gross a hundred million. That would be amazing. And the Chinese are going to go crazy for it. (laughs) I hope they do. Dude, (laughs) I I wish you absolutely nothing but the best, my man. All right, my brother. Well, thank you for having me. Anytime. And tell your fans, they can talk to me adjacent to uh, Warrington. I'm there. You got it. You got it. And I'll definitely see you at the next convention that you're over here on the East Coast at. I'll be there. All right. All the best to you. We'll be in touch. You too, my man. Thank you. Later, brother. Later. (laughs) Hi, I'm Warrington Gillette, the creator of the Bloody Social Movie Project. This is a dramatic thriller set in Palm Beach, a Palm Beach nightmare based on my true story, where in this town, The blackest hearts and the beautiful blue waters of the Atlantic Ocean and the white sandy beaches are about to run blood red. First, let me tell you about me and how I am qualified and have the talent and the ability to make this bloody social project. First of all, I've been an actor, a member of Screen Actors Guild for over 30 years. I'm most known to my movie fans as Jason Two, as I'm part of the blockbuster franchise Friday the 13th, which has been running over 30 years. So now I'm reaching out to my fans and to you to be part of this monstrous project. A few years ago, during one of the Academy Award evenings, they did a special tribute to horror. The Academy of Motion Picture and Sciences, they gave a special award to my scene when I'm blasting through the window as the best scene ever made in horror. I am lucky to be part of this iconic brand with an enormous following worldwide and that is going to be extremely valuable and vital for me to be producing my first film. The movie was inspired by the sudden mysterious death of my own father in real life, unfortunately, on Friday the 13th in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, more than 10 years ago. In the painful wake of my father's death, I decided that There's no victims, and in life you do get some bad cards. So I decided to work hard, stay focused, and I created a positive out of a negative, which is why I then created the Bloody Social Movie Project. Can you imagine Alfred Hitchcock meets Quentin Tarantino in Palm Beach? The president's backyard? You're gonna have a hell of a thriller. The billionaires and high society are not above the law. In this story, the conspirators and the Black Widow, they're all gonna get whacked.
What happens here is you have a, a love triangle between an heiress and her bon vivant drug dealing Latin lover, and of course, her long running socially prominent husband. And this whole story revolves around sex, money, drugs, power, and murder. And the son, Jason, is only left with one alternative, to go on a journey for justice. So it's aptly called Bloody Social, Nightmare in Palm Beach, and blood is thicker than money. The press that this project has garnered since its development has been shocking. Let's first start with the New York Post, page six. It's written about it about 10 times. That segued into the National Enquirer, into the Globe, and they're all talking about Jason. They're talking about Friday 13th and the new movie, Bloody Social. The Internet Movie Database, IMDB, they covered it. Talked about actor making the movie, Bloody Social. More importantly, a top best-selling author, Lawrence Lemer, he writes a best-seller book entitled Madness Under the Royal Palms. He mentions the Bloody Social Movie Project, so millions of readers, once again, are getting familiar with our brand. As, as further testimony, let's discuss the horror film industry. Are you aware of the fact that the top three horror films have grossed over a billion and a half dollars? Let's look at the Friday the 13th franchise that I'm part of, which has been running for 30 years. Collectively, all of the segments have grossed in excess of over $500 million. So I'm presenting to you an idea in a very hot sector, and we gotta make it happen. Our production budget is about $3 million. We're going to raise that through a partnership offering. So if you'd like to be an owner, if you wanna be part of this monstrous project that's coming, just give us your name, your information on the contact link on this website, and we will send you a partnership offering memorandum. You can subscribe to it, you will be an owner, and collectively, the owners will own at least half of the project. You will root for Jason to accomplish his dramatic need. He is the sympathetic vigilante, and he is gonna get justice. And after he gets his justice, you will be dying for his next mission. And from the mansions, to the private yachts, to the beautiful polo fields, they will soon run bloody red. I'll see you in the woods or on the beach.